Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. I'm here with John Connolly, Executive Chairman of Fire Angel, for an overview of the full year 2021 results, the outlook, and to hear more about the big contract with the German company Tecum. But first of all, John, remind us of what Fire Angel does. Hi, Tamsin. Thank you. Um, well, we have been around for about 20 years and we provide alarms, smoke, heat, and CO alarms in the main. And to this point, we've sold around approaching 80 million, primarily into the European market. And our markets are about two thirds the UK and a third European, of which uh, primarily the Northern European, Northwestern European countries form the bulk of that European market. Our models that we primarily manufacture through partners in Poland and in Asia, and we have our own important CO sensor factory in Canada. The change in recent times to the market we face has been the advent of the Internet of Things and connected technology. Connected being where if one alarm goes off, then they all go go off, giving you a much faster time to alert uh, in the event of risk or danger. And then, of course, that helps protect and save lives. So that's an important development and one which we are uh, trying hard to uh, exploit. Uh, And we are pioneers in that area. One of the important things about our marketplace is it's very much influenced by governmental legislation, not only in the UK, of course, but in each country as each country develops at its own pace. So there's a permanent upward push from governmental activity, as well as from society's own expectations. Thanks, John. And can you give us an overview of the full year results? Sure. Well, they're an improvement representative of our improving financial position and prospects. So we're pleased with the rise in revenue, but that's balanced with a bit of frustration that actually we could have sold an awful lot more, but for the well-documented macro conditions as they pertain to global supply chains, and we were affected, as were many other companies. But it's still a creditable performance, and we met market expectations. We also reduced the range of our losses quite significantly. Again, we feel we could have done better. We had plenty of demand. We just couldn't uh, get enough components uh, to build enough products. But that demand continues, as we'll come back to shortly. Where we're particularly pleased is on the gross margin. We performed a fundraise last year and raised about £9 million net of fees. And the big promise we made really was that we were going to improve our gross margins. So there's a marked shift in the gross margin up to 23.2%. And that will be the story of the uh, coming year and subsequent years is continuing that journey. Very pleasingly, we ended in a net cash position. Normally, we're funded by an invoice discounting facility. Now, in reality, that net cash position slightly flatters us because we just couldn't build enough products, so we weren't holding the stock we aspired to. So it's a little bit of a 
uh, it's nice to see. Uh, but in some ways, uh, I'd have rather had the stock. Uh, in many ways, I'd rather have had the stock. However, I realise this is a lengthy chart and takes a little bit of consumption. But the thing is about Fire Angel, it's well known. We've had a number of troubled years. This is us greatly improving the situation. And our results are not marred with the kind of difficult movements, uh, for example, in terms of write-offs and so on. So we have a much stronger and clearer financial position than for several years. And uh, we really expect to improve significantly uh, on that in the coming year. And what were some of the highlights in the period, including the Techham contract? Well, the bedrock was very much the fundraise in April last year. And that was, as I said earlier, against the desire and promise, really, to improve the gross margins of the company, which have been a material weakness in our financial performance. The improvement, therefore, is more than welcome. It's it's just us doing what we said we would do. And we realise that's important to those people who supported us. And we were very well supported by our investor base. We met those market expectations. However, the supply chain was a dramatic intervention from the macro world, as was inflation. And we are mixed between a disappointment that we could have done a lot better, um, but actually keeping going in the face of really quite a lot of adversity is very much to the credit of my my many colleagues. And so we, we are satisfied that we overcame those headwinds, which were, you know, indeed severe. And if if you read about it on the news in our supply chain, then then we suffered it, whether it was issues with plastics, cardboard, fuel prices, freight, general inflation, particularly in the latter part of the year, of the year or, or very short-term purchase price variances. But the sheer ability to procure components was the biggest challenge uh, of all, and that was an extreme pressure on the business. And, well, I, I am proud of many of my colleagues for how they tackled that, and it was a, a pretty tough journey, but we made it. The important thing to take out of that, though, is demand was uh, very strong, much stronger than the demand we could service, and especially for the connected products. And the important thing about the connected products, of course, is that we invested a lot in R&D and creativity over many years, and we have the ability to now sell these products for a much higher margin than in our traditional, more standalone product set. And therefore, when we can supply those with far fewer constraints, then that will significantly further improve our margins as the mix shifts towards connected products. The underlying gross margin I mentioned, but really this company has the ability to improve its margins further in the short, the medium and the long term. And we can touch back on that momentarily. The Techum agreement is the big, most recent news. I do point people to the RNS because there is a bit of complexity to the story. Uh, however, we have a big uh, agreement with Techum, first signed uh, earlier last year prior to our fundraise, whereby we are developing a new generation smoke alarm for uh, particularly the German marketplace, although no doubt adjacent ones in due course. 
Our partner Techem is paying us to develop that alarm, so it's broadly cash neutral for us. But on top of that, we we will be charging for some existing IP that facilitates that developmental journey. So who are Techem? They're a leading company in the world of green and smart buildings. Their customer base is major real estate and housing operators. So they provide technical services to about 12 million dwellings, mostly in Europe, but especially in German-speaking areas of Europe, uh, Switzerland, Austria, as well as Germany. And we've been on a, a journey for a year with the original agreement, but now that moves into a new phase uh, where we are developing rather than just researching and specifying what that alarm will look like. The alarm will be in market late 2024, but with the volume really building in 2025 onwards, and we'll receive a variety of royalties and other, other fees uh, beyond the actual product cost. Their own current forecast, which will vary up or down as the... Um, as we go forward, is for 7 million units. However, uh, we have a minimum commitment for them in our uh, formal agreement, which is of 3 million euros of royalties and fees as a minimum. So this will be a a significant uh, help as we move to becoming a highly profitable technology company. That's our goal. Thank you, John. And you mentioned the supply chain challenges. Were there any other challenges in the period? Well, the supply chain, as I've discussed, was the big one, but it's worth commenting on the the knock-on for completeness, which is actually, that was pretty hard for our staff to manage. But of course, we had customers who we couldn't supply. So our frustration at being able to sell more is actually someone be their consumer or or a trade partner of ours, maybe even the electrician coming to your house, maybe couldn't get alarms that week. So it it definitely had an impact on customer satisfaction. Uh, But I, I would contrast that with the fact that in none of the lockdowns for the last two years were our locations uh, all shut down. Uh, On every day of lockdown, we had staff working in at least one of our locations. And it's to the credit of our colleagues, they were willing to do that as an essential business. Uh, And even last year in 2021, with all those difficulties, we did ship 4.3 million products. Uh, We just couldn't satisfy every single situation. And, uh, and I'm sorry for that, actually, it is frustrating. Uh, But uh, that's significantly improved now. Uh, the demand has carried over and the flow of products uh, has definitely been increasing across the quarter. Uh, and so we're nearly back to back to normal. And how's 2022 started and, and how is the supply chain now? Well, component supply began to ease in January uh, and is re- resulting in more and more finished products shipping. As we speak, we've got visibility of all the components we need to meet this year's ambitions and the right level of uh, forecasted factory throughput. So it it does seem to be a volatile world still, so we we aren't complacent. But right now we have back orders for nearly 1.3 million of our products. 
And in our detailed forecasting reviews, which at times have been almost daily, we do have enough forecasted manufacture and supply and enough components and enough labour to meet that demand. Tremendous. So what is the outlook? Well, the uncertainty over volume, as I've just said, is now much reduced and we're confident on sales for the year. Where I am bullish, though, is on gross margin. Remember, that's the thing we spend an awful lot of time on in the business. And particularly over the last two years, we've really worked at it without seeing all the rewards as yet. But we will soon be seeing months where the GM is above 30 points. Remember, on last year, we were at just over 23% gross margin, which was a great improvement. But now there's a step change coming, as planned. And quite where that lands each month will depend on mix. By about mid-year, though, that developing step change should be evident. It's pretty much locked in due to the self-help we've been applying. And uh, it's about to really come through. Uh, And that includes getting ahead of the inflation that started to impact us and which we absorbed in the latter part of last year through rejigging our our channels and our our pricing. We also have a range of um, entry-level products um, that uh, started shipping only in the last week, and those are at a higher margin than previous ranges. uh, And it all adds to the situation, which is a planned improvement in gross margin. And it's, it's, we're starting to feel it as we, as we speak. But as I say, either side of mid-year, uh, I'm very excited about. We have embarked on this second and major phase of the partnership with Techem. We will look to update from time to time on any major milestones we come through. The next big item will be the appointment of a manufacturing partner over the next three months or so, but there'll be other highlights as we go forward. Now, I'm just going to note that uh, be definitely worth looking at the detail in the uh, results. Uh, IFRS 15 will apply to the Teshkam contract, uh, which will improve company profitability over the next three years. But that just recognises the significant effort that the company has already made and the contractual arrangements that we've negotiated. And that helps underpin an improving financial position. Uh, We're well capitalised following the fundraising last year and uh, the refinancing of our C-bills. We do continue to benefit from regulatory change. And most recently, it's worth noting the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities, which I think is still Michael Gove, uh, which announced in November 2021 that there would be changes requiring CO alarms, carbon monoxide alarms, to be fitted in all rental properties with gas boilers or fires. We're unsure at the moment as to the dates of implementation or compliance, and we're assessing supply chain still before we really know what the in-year impact or subsequent year's impact will be. But it is a good current example of that continued regulatory tailwind from which this company benefits. But the board will continue to monitor all of the macro environment, the ups and the downs. Uh, I'd just like to highlight that we don't have business in Russia or the Ukraine, of which I'm I'm glad at the moment. Uh, And we look forward to being materially 
EBITDA positive in 2022 and really demonstrating that this company is in fine shape. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.